WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing. <laughs> new year, new team? Yeah. Nah, happy, nah, nah, no. homie. <laughs> happy, happy New Year, Tanner. Um, yeah, happy New Year to you, too. But no, yeah, nothing, nothing positive yet in Chicago Blackhawk land, but that's okay. And it's getting more okay by the day it goes as the world juniors continue to play and you get to see what they're doing this for. Yeah. And by God, oh, God. It's worth it. Holy shit. Uh, we will get to that though here momentarily. Uh, last time we recorded, we talked about previewing St. Louis, Columbus and San Jose Sharks. Uh, coming up, that's on the schedule, and as three games have been played, and what did you, what did we get? We got three more losses. First up right. was in St. Louis against St. Louis, right? Was it in St. Louis? I don't even remember. Yeah, this point. yeah. and you had the St. Louis Blues coming in on a three-game losing streak. The Blackouts coming in on a what two-game losing streak at this point. You had Stalag. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so lock. You got Biddington. It was all set up for a, just an epic battle of proportions here. At least if it was a goalie fight, it would have been awesome. But no. Yeah, right. Kind of a letdown. Yeah, I think ever since, um, like, what was it, Berube, their coach, came yeah, out and said, like, he just needs he just needs to fucking make saves. <laughs> like, cool down and make saves. Like, he hasn't really had any antics um since then so i guess he actually listened to him i wonder if there's more maybe behind the scenes of just like hey knock it the fuck off or you're oh, gonna sit 100%, 100%. <laughs> there's no way you can't call him out like that in public and not just be like 10 times worse in the locker room like going off on him because that's just it's fucking Crazy. stupid it's just like another situation like in vancouver and we will talk about that when we get to the nhl talk but it's like just these idiotic players, like just fucking play the game and don't be a prick. Well, if, yeah, if you're if you if you're not winning, then it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, if you're being a dick because you're winning, it's like, all right, well, I mean, he's still fucking winning games. I don't give a shit about what he does, but like, you're being a dick and you're losing. Your coach is gonna be like, knock it the fuck off. You look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, Hawks lost this one three to one. Uh, the one good thing about it was Kaner found the net again. Uh, so yeah. that was that was what his first goal and was that the one that snapped the streak? No, that was before it. No, he scored against Columbus. Yeah, you're right. I'm already like the previous the previous week. God, I'm like getting all these games mixed up. You, you lose a lot of hockey. They all turn this like one giant game. Yeah, it's it's been good though because I mean. It's a couple goals in a few games, you know, like it's it's wicked right now. Oh, okay, yeah. So like as of right now in the last five games, he has three goals. And before that, he had like four. (laughs) No goals in eight games. He had five or four. Yeah, four going into that drought. Like, yeah, the first Columbus win or the only Columbus win, the five two game. Um. But yeah, especially since like his hey, his shooting percentage is going up. It was at two like a couple of weeks ago when I checked, and now it's at five point three. So it's gotta I mean, his his average 
is 11. Like, maybe, I mean, I can't, fuck, what is it? Something about the mean. I can't remember what the fucking saying is. But, like, it always comes back. And so, who knows? Maybe he fucking goes on a tear. And right now, or, like, January, like, January, February would be a great time to, like, start getting lots of points. Because then teams are like, oh, shit, like, start licking their chops. And they're like, okay, here's a couple firsts. He can do that with (laughs) that bullshit team around him? Let's go. Um, yeah. Now, okay. Now I'm starting to remember this game because this is the one that Stalock played fucking phenomenal and just got yep. fucked over on two really bad bounces. Um, the first one, Jack Johnson goes to make a pass and bounces off the ref skate, goes right mm-hmm. to was it Levo or or somebody? And Levo no, played, it, Levo scored. Levo Levo was sitting in front of the net. The puck went off the ref to someone else, and it was just like an easy little like, oh, you're wide open. Yeah. Because the other defense, was the other defenseman had taken off behind the net to catch the pass, and that's when it kicked out. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, But yeah, that was just a bad break there. And then the second goal, don't know what the hell Boris was thinking of, just throws it like backhand blindly up the middle. Yeah, perfect. Across the middle of the fucking defensive zone. Like, Jesus. Callie Rosen fucking has all day. It was, yeah, that was a brutal pass. I don't even know, like, I mean, the Hawks passing has just been absolute shit. But, like, in even to just assume that you'd be making that pass completely fine, that was, like, ridiculous. And then, yeah, Brandon Sod just scored a fucking empty nutter. So, it really wasn't that bad. It's like making that so good. Yeah, just making that blind. What you're saying, like, what gives you the confidence to make that pass? But it's like there was nobody. There was, there was someone over there. It was like Colin Blackwell, but the pass was so yeah, not in the direction where the pass went to. Oh yeah, no, the actual pass went. He was turned the other way. Like he wasn't. He was curling basically towards the boards, and Boris, like for some reason, thought he was gonna be curling up ice. And Puck was nowhere fucking near him. He finally but, gets yeah, man, up, and he he's played twenty one. See, this is like I don't believe this is a real person. He's played twenty one games this year, and this is the first time I've noticed him on there because he fucked up. Well, <laughs> usually he, he doesn't have the puck. Most of the time, he's chasing the guy with the puck and like hitting guys in the corner and like you know doing many off puck things. Yeah, like I, I just I never know he's out there, but that's interesting. Yeah, Hots um put a twenty-two shots on goal, St. Louis twenty-nine. Like we said Stalock stopped twenty-six of twenty-eight. Playing phenomenal hockey. Like I mm-hmm. I know we talked about it last episode, but it's like I really like Stalock. Like it's I really yeah. his style of play and just the I don't know the passion he brings to it. He's a wild man. And I, I don't know if it was this game, but I don't know if you realized, like, on Instagram, like, when they're like, oh, save the year candidate, there's literally at least once a week one of the Blackhawks goalies are, are posted on there because they face so many high-danger scoring That's... chances, and, like, they're bound to just make, like, a nasty save, like, pretty much every other game. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had something during this one, but I, I don't know if it was that game 
or if it was even him or Mrazek, but uh, it was, one of the I, I think I know what you're talking week, about. It was, it was the Columbus. it was the one where they're reaching back with their with the paddle. Was that Columbus? Columbus when he t- was, when he like kind of like tossed the stick a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, like, it was like it was on Goudreau, I think. Is when it, I mean, about. yeah, it was. That's, that's why it's like so upsetting to like go and look at actual like on paper stats for our goalies because it does not justify how well they oh, played this year so it far. It's so unfair for them to like have to justify like oh no i'm not a crappy goalie like oh no your numbers but yeah. it's like no watch the game and so that's watch the good thing I'm with doing. like the with the like i mean the advanced stats like the goal saved above average and everything like that like i don't know if that really ref- if those reflected as well because like if you watch the game the fucking eye test is like goddamn like yeah. They're doing great, but if you're not watching the game and you're just looking at those, like I said, like online stats, like it's not going to look as good. It's like even the games but, that the Hawks are getting blown out in, it's like it's not even on them. It's like what else? Are, it's like what yeah. else do you want them to do? It's like, what was it? <laughs> the first Mighty Ducks movie, the first game that they play with Bombay coaching, and Goldberg's in that, and they're just keep giving up like three on O's, and he's like, oh no, just take just take the net, and like he gets out of the net and just gives it to him. Like that's essentially mm-hmm. what they're dealing with at this point. It's just like, it's like, okay, cool. I'm getting fucking bombarded here. I got no support for my D. My forwards can't put the fucking puck in the net. Um, his like, what yeah. else am I supposed to do? I can't do everything. And they can barely be possessed the puck in the offensive zone. Like, I feel bad for Mrazic. Like, I know he's seen better days and all that. And it's like, yeah, he's not, but he's he's fucking trying out there, man. Especially mm-hmm. like especially at that, that Carolina game, he played his fucking hard out like he set career highs and saves and and save percentage like it's it's yeah. unreal not save percentage but i know what you're saying saves and shots against no i think it was save percentage i think it was the highest like save percentage he had. i'm sure i'm sure he's had a shootout oh. or a shutout yeah you're right <laughs> what i read was misinformed <laughs> sorry yeah they, they i think i i understand what you're trying to say though uh but fuck man i whatever St. Louis, I want, the, I would like to beat them, but I also don't really care as much because as long as they are still on the outside looking in on the playoffs, I think it, that's going to be good. But and here's the thing too: it's like you kind of want them to be flirting with playoff contention because it's a, it's a weird way to look at it, but they mm-hmm. are competition when it comes to the trade deadline as well. Like yep. with Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko, teams are going to call the Hawks. Oh, that's a little too much for us. We can get that from we can get those two guys for a lot cheaper. It's it's like that is another thing too. So it's like you don't want them to have that capability to move those guys and potentially, you know, screw the Hawks over on any potential haul they can get for Taser Kane. Yeah. Um, but then I when you look at it too, like let's say there's three to four teams looking for like a Tarasenko Kane type player. And Tarasenko goes first or something like that. Like that just set the market for what Kane's going to do. And then now it's like, okay, one of those teams fulfilled a role that like, a, like a hole that they needed. And so now there's like maybe three teams that need to go after Kaner. And so now it's like, fuck man, like Did war. <laughs> we want to make this push. Like it's going to have to be a little bit more than we wanted now. Like who knows? Damn if you do damage, if you don't, I guess in the situation, like, you either right. you get guys... screwed by St. Louis or you're going to get helped by St. Louis. And yeah, 
I think it's better that they're like the fact that they're both injured at this moment though, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously like you don't want people to get hurt, but like market wise, them being injured going into February is much better for the Hawks in the trade front. Like, so. See, but now how you say that about them setting the market, I kind of want them to get traded now first. Then you got like urgency. I mean, as long as as long as like if St. Louis gets hosed, then it's gonna be like fuck. <laughs> if only... Tarasenko goes for like us like two seconds, then it's like, all right, well then who's gonna really give up more than just one first for Kaner? Yeah. Um, and then also the other thing that could really screw the Hawks over is if the team that picks up Tarasenko or Riley are like one of the few teams that they would waive their no movement clause for. So it's like, yeah, that's the other thing. It's say like the Rangers come in and, and pick up Tarasenko. And they pick up Tarasenko. <laughs> There's a Russian like, connection there. Yeah. And it's like, all right. Panarin well, and Tarasenko. Oh, I don't want to go to Carolina. I don't want to go to Boston. So I guess I'm staying here, not waving. Then it's like the Hawks. You should just go to Carolina then. God damn. What's that? So I said he should just go to Carolina. He would, it, it would be like a guaranteed fucking cup. They allegedly had talked about or like kicking the tire. I don't know how legit that is, but there's like rumors that they're kicking the tires. And I think that would be as fucking awesome as that would be with Kane on that team. I just don't know how they make it work. They because, can. I don't know. Cause you got to think though, too. It's like you're, you got to figure out how to fit then Kane's contract, which regardless, yeah, 50% of Kane's contract at least. We'll just say that unless you get yeah. another team involved. But then you get to figure Pacioretty's contract's coming back into the books. Then mm-hmm. Frederick Anderson, that's another $4 million there. Yeah, they have um, a lot of cap, like trade deadline cap space. But does, though, that, does that change, though, if Patchett comes current, Their deadline cap space right now is like over $7 million. But does that I know does that that's what I was trying to figure out the other day I was looking at it. does that change though if a player comes off of IR or uh, is that maybe. just like I mean we'll stay? we'll see soon we'll, we'll see pretty soon actually because um isn't Patrick about to be on his way back I think so last I heard it was like yeah could be within the next couple of weeks potentially February for sure he's skating he's skating yeah. he starts skating like mid December I think dude Patrick is such a Rick too. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be. He's the. He's the guy that they're gonna get. That like teams are gonna fucking hate to play against, and he's gonna piss off a lot of players, and then that's gonna just leave a lot of open eyes for like Svechnikov and like, ter- like Teravainen and Aho, and like God damn, a team is gonna be stacked. I don't know. Like the other thing too is like Martin Netches is having a great season, so like he's the one of the youngest ones on that. On that like top six, and I'm sure like if Kaner came, like he'd get bumped down. But I mean, if you're Carolina, you're like, hey, bud, you're gonna spend a lo- a good career here. Like we're yeah. going for it. Like down the third line and fucking score. Let's get you that <laughs> top experience, and then you can be fucking thirsty for another one. Right. God damn. Oh, I wonder what they would trade. Would they trade Seth Jarvis? See, yeah, that's the other thing I was kind of looking at. Like, what exactly? And I was even looking, it's like they don't have like crazy bad contracts. 
So you can't even so be Jarvis like Jarvis in a first or like Jack Drury in a first. I don't even know if Jack Drury is like that like attractive as a prospect. He's 21. 23 games in the NHL with four points. I mean, I just think that like if Keener really wanted another cup, like that's like probably the perfect team to go to. That's I, the best. I honestly think think that they would be able to fit him. They'd probably they have their first round pick this year. They have like all their picks. Yeah, they're they're pretty set. The only one they don't have is their third round. Everything else they have of their own plus plus they have but they have Phillies for third round. Phillies third, fifth, and R six this year. Then they have Phillies second next year. Oh, it's the Tony D'Angelo pick. What is the condition? Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty neat. The they have Phillies pick currently in the third round because it's the lowest of Philadelphia, uh, Florida, or the Rangers third round pick from the 2023 draft. And right now, Phillies is the lowest. It's, oh, so I get so confused still... sometimes with like when when we talk like in the draft, like the high, the highest or the lowest. Because like if I'm thinking highest, typically I just think like first overall, first but really overall. it's like the yeah. low. Is that like the lowest pick though? Because I mean, it is number it's one. Low, it's a low number. <laughs> Is that how they? Is that how they like just they break it up by? Well, yeah, because isn't I mean Philly's like not above Florida or the Rangers, so like that's why it's currently like Philly's pick, unless okay. it's just not. Um, I don't know. Unless it's just not like changed until like it's all set in stone. But I saw somebody <clears throat> do a draft lottery simulator. And in one try, Florida Panthers won the overall, the first overall, and they don't yeah. even get it because it goes to Montreal because they traded yeah. all of their picks unprotected. Yeah, they didn't protect any of them. Fucking Stan Bowen running those teams now. Jesus Christ! Why would you not learn from like fucking the Colorado Ottawa trade back in the day? Like. Yeah. like Shouldn't McCarr be on Ottawa? Isn't wasn't that the draft that they? Uh, yes. Back? Yeah. Yeah, but they they but they kept the pre they they should have given up the previous, um, pick which would have been uh, Brady Kachuk. They decided to keep the Kachuk pick and give them the next year's oh, yeah, draft they, pick, yeah, and fucked. that ended up being Kale McCarr. They fucked up big time on that one. I mean, Joe Sackick looks like a genius. So. Oh, no, I'm not saying Colorado fucked up. I'm saying Ottawa. Right, right, right. All right, so after that game, St. Louis back <laughs> up to recap here real quick. Uh, Hawks go to Columbus for a Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, wow, New Year's Eve game. Yeah. Daytime game, which is thank you, NHL schedulers, for not ruining everybody's Christmas or New Year's Eve by having this be a late-night game. Um, it was battle of two very bad teams. Columbus came into this one on a seven game losing streak. And he thought, Hey, end 2022 on a good note, get another win. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> started off good. Anth- uh, Anthony, CU picked up a goal, um, early on. Is this, did he score on Sunday too? Or that yeah. Okay. Cause him. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, see you and laugh or Anthony, see you Lafferty and Dickinson that line when yeah. they've been playing together. 
they've been looking pretty fucking good. I've been enjoying watching those guys play. I mean, Lafferty and Dickinson are like balls to the wall, and then <laughs> Athens to you is just one speed. So <laughs> like it works out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Athens to you, I think he Oh, Lafferty scored in, against the the Sharks, but it was I think it was like a, all, it was yeah, an Athens yeah. to you like yeah. assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, and on that goal though, it was Isaac Phillips' first NHL point. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, he's also been playing That's very well since being called up again. He he's he's definitely had some times where you're, it's like okay, like clearly like rookie mistakes, but he's been getting plenty of ice time, and I think he's been doing pretty decent. Yeah, it's fifteen um, minutes, just under sixteen minutes this game. Um, yeah, yeah, but the hot score first halfway through, and then it was all Columbus with a power play goal, two shorthanded goals, and one even strength goal. Um, this yeah, is also Gustav Nyquist had two shorties. One was an empty net. That. Yeah, one was an empty net though. Okay, okay. But Jesus, yeah, I just it's like we sit here and we talk about these games, and it's like I just I don't know what to say anymore. That's any different. Like you can go back to any of our previous episodes and just change the team name, and it's like it's the same thing, and it's. You can't even beat the shitty teams. Yeah. And like our goalie plays well, but we barely possess the puck. We get outshot. We win faceoffs. Um, we give the puck away and we hit teams. That's it. I just I'm surprised that the power play was fucking 0 for 5, though. They just could not get anything going. I was like half watching this game because <laughs> I was at the the golf simulator, so it was like on in the background. So like every time I happened to look up, they were Columbus was scoring. On a power play. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like I'm done. I'm like I'm not watching anymore. Like, and then Noli was sitting there pissed off because he took the over. He's like two shitty teams. It's like they're gonna guarantee hit the over, and nope, not happened. But yeah, so that was a four one loss. Finished out 2022 with a very familiar loss. And before we go into Sunday's game. The Hawks finished the year January 1st to December 31st, 87 games. They finished 25, 50, and 12 for 62 points. And if you did the draft lottery based on that, they'd have the second best odds at first overall pick. It's been a, it's been a rough year, guys. <laughs> it, it will hopefully all be worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say. Hopefully it'll be worth it. Um, so then going into Sunday's game. Hey, New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Fresh start. New year, new me. And you thought it was happening. Kane gets on the board again for his second goal in three games, third goal in five games. And what I don't think it's been overlooked, but if it has been, you really need to give props to Ian Mitchell on this goal. Because he did a fucking fantastic job keeping the puck in and making a nice little dish over to Kaner to give him a like almost a little mini breakaway uh, for this goal. Like that had to be a confidence booster for for Mitchell, who's been health bombed. I think this is his first or second game back. He was like three straight games he wasn't playing. He's got that like weird purgatory position on this team where it's like he can't send down to Rockford because it's like. It's not going to do him any good, but you're not giving him time. 
to play in the NHL. It's like, what do yeah. you do with him? And it's kind of in the in that revolving door of like that sixth defenseman. And it's like he's been taking Caleb Jones' spot in the roster, which do I do it be about. <laughs> like I think that the the growing pains are still gonna happen because like I mean we've mentioned like previously like a bunch like defensemen just take longer. Like I don't think we should give up on Mitchell. I still think that he has plenty of upside. Um there's things that I see him do that I'm like that those are smart moves. Like you can see that he's thinking right. It's yeah. just not always executed correctly sometimes. He's got good, um, good hockey IQ. Yeah, but that was it, it like you said, it was a good play. He kept the puck in the net or kept the puck in the zone, fed it to Kaner. Kaner recognized Cockenin had a no stick because it had broken behind the net and he just fucking like roofs it like top blocker. Um, I was just like, oh, okay. Was- I just, yeah, and I loved it too. <laughs> Kane scores a goal and he immediately looks at Mitchell and goes, nice fucking pass. <laughs> like he acknowledged nice. it right away. But yeah, fucking, I'm sure he appreciates it because they fucking suck at passing. So like when, when a pass does connect, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like there's so many times, like you'll see like a pass just like go completely wide. And then just the frustration on the team is just like, man, they cannot fucking make a pass. And he definitely, I honestly like missed the next two goals because I was like beating my son. <laughs> like I came, I came back into the room and it was two to one. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Well, I saw the next four goal or the next three goals. Um. So yeah, we already talked about the, the Lafferty goal, which is a nice play. Anthony, the sea, just blowing past the, all the sharks on the ice and throwing it front to Lafferty. But didn't he just throw it like backside and it, yeah. like Lafferty just got a stick on it and he yep. put his like whole body in behind it and just went off of him and in. Yeah. 100%. yeah. That's yeah. the kind of shit that like that, that line can do because all they're going to do is just crash the net and fucking yeah. go balls out. And that's what, as Eddie Olchek would say, all you young hockey players out there, that's what you do. You go to the net with your sick down. Good things happen. Like that's, I don't understand why that has been like a dying thing in hockey, but yeah, you don't have to, not every goal has to be fucking fancy, and the Sharks next two goals is a perfect example of that. Oh my god! Well, I just like I'm just now watching the fucking replay of the first goal that the Sharks scored. That was gross. Also, I'm upset they didn't wear their reverse retros. So, <laughs> but, um, whatever. The, the Hots or the Sharks' first goal, uh, Carlson puts the puck on net. It bounces between I think every single person's feet uh, and stick in the ice, and just somehow finds its way to the back of the net. Um. Significant milestone with that Carlson assist. Milestone, you say? Milestone. Hawks giving up a milestone to another player. Tanner, what was that milestone? Yeah. Eric Carlson sets the franchise record for point streak, thirteen games. I always don't know how to say it. Really, it's like most games, most games with a point, like the longest point streak, sets yeah. the record for the longest point streak. I guess. I mean, it just fucking feels weird. But yeah, 13 games, which is weird because I honestly would have believed like Joe Thornton or Patty Marlowe would have had like a longer point streak, but I guess not. But of course, Eric Carlson having a, no, a fucking amazing year. Uh, this sets game. a record. Yeah, he would finish this game and with another just, assist too. He had 40, like, 40 assists already. Just helping Hawks and helping players reach milestones with Ovechkin, Yossi, and Carl Sims. Come on. I, love, I love what you texted me. Like, God, hopefully the Hawks are building up good draft karma, draft lottery karma right now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're building up so much good karma. Like if you like, I, I oh, is his Stamkos 
reached like 500 goals or something yet. Uh, let's see. Because I swear to God, it will happen tonight yes, if that's not yeah. the case. I, I'm not even kidding. It's going to fucking happen. He's at 498. Is it 498? Bro, he's going to score fucking two goals tonight. <laughs> the game just started. There, there, It's a minute and a half in. I fucking kid you not. There is going to be a milestone tonight. As soon as we get done recording, I might have to clip this and just hurry up and post it on social media just so we have it out there. It's like, uh, as a, we said it, or Tanner called it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's happening. There's no, there's without a doubt that it is happening. That's hilarious. Okay. Well, congratulations, Steven Stamkos on 500 goals. Um, anyway, back to San Jose. <laughs> that's the, the last goal I saw. Um, again, this goes just what you you talked about earlier about the goalies just having bad fucking luck. Um, Vlasic just goes to the net. Puck bounces off his skate, goes in the net. It's just a weird bounce. All that they reviewed it because it was initially called no goal for kicking. Yeah, I mean, it, man, like. It doesn't get much closer than that, though. It was, yeah, like, I can see watching it. I'm like, okay, I can make an argument. I can see the argument for both of it. Because it looks like, honestly, what it looks like when he was going to stop, UC Ice is so <laughs> bad that he, like, hit a ridge and that, like, made his skate move a little bit. Like, skip it a bit? Yeah, and that's where I was like, okay, that's where I can see, like, you make the argument for it's kicking, but it's not, a, it's not like, a clear kicking there. Like, that's where I, but I... I don't know. I knew the second though that one happened, it was it was game over. Um, and then I actually left to go pick up dinner after that one, so I missed the rest of it. And then I saw they were down, and I was like, I'm just not, I'm not turning it back on. Oh, I saw the Bear Banoff goal. Like he just decided to fucking waltz in and backhand it. It was he just walked through everybody. His fucking headshot. Yeah, NHL's hilarious. Yeah, he just he just put a backhander that just ended up going like between Mrazek's arm and body. Um, but it's the fact that like he caught the puck or he received the puck on the left side of the zone, like near the top of the circles and was able to carry it across the middle and then like down near the bottom right circle and then get a backhanded shot off, which was like really weird that he was able to cut through the, our defensive zone like that without like anybody touching him. Cause it's like, our it wasn't like a power play or anything. It was just, all right, like let it happen. That's um, a, my one complaint. I see it's not even a complaint because it's like the hots are hitting more. They're out hitting teams. It's like that's why I'm like baffled whenever I see the stats and the hots have more hits than whoever they're playing. It's because they don't look like they're like they don't play that physical game. Like like what you're saying right there. It's like nobody yeah. steps up and takes the body. Like it's like they're only your hits are coming against the boards. Like they don't they play the puck when it comes up the middle instead of playing the body, and then it's like against the boards or playing the body. It's just it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, and then like the Meyer goal was, it was just off a shot. Mrazic thought he still had it. Meyer was all by himself and just pulled it out from underneath his leg and ends up fucking just burying it because no one's in front of the net with him for some reason. Why would anybody be in front um, of him? I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember the Svechnikov goal. Oh, yeah, rebounder. Great. Just another one where, like, the defensemen weren't communicating or just not in the right position because he comes he comes from the corner 
and is able to catch the rebound that's like actually it was like a save that was going towards the corner just ended up getting right on his stick and he just had a wide open net but man either way hawks went in the face off <laughs> like, another another one out hit the other team they also give the puck away like crazy because they can't fucking make a pass but god damn it eric carlson's a beauty so eric carlson gets one of the three stars obviously um yeah yeah, <laughs> Patty Kane gets another one because he got two goals. Two goals. Uh, I don't know. Baylock had like a really good two games. Oh, and there it is. It's it's tough when there's like literally no one fucking scoring. Isaac Phillips had an assist, his first point. Oh my god, the Hawks have a goalie with a power, a defenseman with a power play goal. Nice. It's the first one in like legitimately three seasons. That's pretty good. Oh, it's Seth Jones. That's funny. Is it Seth Jones? <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Seth. Um, oh yeah, who would you say for the third star? Sorry, I got distracted by Poets. I was saying either Staylock or Isaac Phillips with his first, gets it who got his first NHL point. Let's go, with, let's go with the kid. Right? I mean, there's not much. Athens CU had two points with the one nice assist and the goal. You want to do EK? Let's do let's do EK first because it's a milestone, and we're going to try to dish more hockey karma out there. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) Um, Keener second, and Isaac third. Yeah, first first NHL point. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, So the Hots are have another three games coming up between now and the next time we record. Right now, they're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, who somehow threw up one nothing on with a power play goal from Seth Jones. Legitimately, I don't even know. I was all last season they didn't have a, a defenseman with the power play goal. I don't know the season before. Like they I don't think they did. Yeah, they've been struggling at that point. Uh so we'll see how that one develops. Hopefully they just didn't wake in the beast and Stamkos goes and scores three goals to get five on one. He only needs two. <laughs> <laughs> then uh Friday at the United Center, uh the Arizona Coyotes are in town. Uh, before I got nervous, like, oh, this is going to be a game plan, you know, that's going to have a lot of implications on that, that draft spot. But Arizona's been playing some good hockey. I mean, not great hockey, mm-hmm. but it's like for what they are expected to be doing, they're playing very good. It's, it's that multiple yeah. life, man. They are 13, 17, and 5 right now. So, not the last 10 games, they're 5, 4, and 1. With a big they one. They didn't they beat Boston too? I think so. Yeah, that was the one that was fucked though. It was a weird like missed ice skin call or something like that. I don't know what it was, but and then on Sunday, January eighth, the Calgary Flames are in town, and this is a team that everybody kind of had penciled in as like a a cup contender again, but they were struggling. But now they're they're finding their way. They're eighteen, thirteen, and seven. They are the third spot in the divisional playoff spot in the Pacific. Yeah, it must be nice to be in the Pacific where, like, you can fucking suck for a while and then still be in a playoff spot. It's just so yeah, They're 5-2-3 to... and three in their last 10. Hawks are 1-9. and nine. <laughs> Not even an OT loss or anything. Oh, the Hawks, yeah, the Hawks have lost 12 of their last 13. They're currently in a four-game losing streak. I'm assuming it's going to go to five today. Uh, 
And then it's like you have it's a bunch very of likely teams. to be five, yeah. You have a bunch of teams after Arizona. You have like a a team that it's like they're borderline, they're like in a playoff position, they're borderline playoff position. They just need that spark to get going again. And it's like slip Hawks are right there. It's, yeah, looking in their lips, seeing the Hawks on the schedule. You got Calgary, Colorado, Seattle. I mean, Buffalo is it's a stretch for them, but I mean they're they're not far off. Philly sucks. St. Louis, who knows what they're gonna <laughs> LA is in a playoff spot, right? LA is the only playoff team right now with a minus goal differential. It's hilarious. They win a lot of close games, but they were getting smoked in their losses. So it's like really funny. And then we get to see the the shit show that is Vancouver. Oh, that's in Vancouver. That's a late game on a Tuesday. Damn it. Yeah, it must suck to be central time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> also, Colin, I can guarantee you Colin Dealer is going to play that game and get a fucking shutout. Oh, 100%. Revenge game. And then they wrap up yeah, against Calgary and Edmonton. So it's like, I only see one win, maybe two on the schedule coming up. Philly and Arizona. I mean. <laughs> we'll see. But. We will see. They can go winless. <laughs> I can see that happening. I mean, too. I could see it too, one hundred percent. Like, but I don't. I mean, especially that. like you never know. Like a, a trade could happen at any point this month yeah. as well. So like that could even just be more of a detriment to like their record. <laughs> the you could season. you could tell me the Hawks are not going to win another game this season, and I just I'd believe you. I wouldn't be like, no, 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 that's impossible. You know, they got this. No, I one hundred percent believe you. They lose to the good teams. They lose to the bad teams. Like. I feel like they would they would win at least at least one. At least yeah, Anaheim, <laughs> Anaheim on the seventh of February. <laughs> That'll be a good one. That'll they be better lose OT that game. game. They better lose that game. Yeah, I don't know. It's like go ahead, lose. I don't know. Win, it's fine. We're not gonna all of a sudden make the playoffs or be out of last. But <laughs> what a fun time. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Hawks hockey could be better. <laughs> I mean, the future. The future is bright. Speaking of the future, <laughs> Connor Bedard, uh, <laughs> World Juniors. God damn, this kid. We said it last week, but I'm, I'm repeating it. If you didn't believe the Connor Bedard hype, and you, you question, is it really worth doing this for a single player? Yeah. Yeah, especially when kids set records. The kids set five records at the Worlds in five fucking games. Pretty good. Granted, Pretty some good of stuff. them do have to do with, like, the last World Juniors, too, because it's a whole tournament-style kind of thing or tournament record. But still, he – let's see. I hit it up here. There's single tournament records and and just, like, career tournament records. He has the most points um, in a single tournament. He has the most point in combined world, like world junior games, a world junior career, I guess. Um, 34 points in 14 games, by the way. That's all it took for him to beat the record. Eric Lindros's record. That's been held for how long? Is, I mean, that's 20 plus years since Lindros was a world junior player. Um, yeah. Yeah, most points in a single tournament with 20. Oh, yeah. I mean, over way over 20 years, but like, I don't know. 
When was Lindros fucking oh, like drafted? 80s. I fucking, dude, it's it's still crazy to think that it's now only 20 years ago. It was only 2000. Fuck. He was drafted in 91, so it was 31 years ago. Holy shit. God damn. I don't I don't know why I thought Lindros, like, in, in my mind, I'm like, Lindros, like, 1999. <laughs> but no. He's on, he's on the cover <laughs> of <He's not> even... <laughs> 99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck, man. Uh, so, single tournament. Points twenty one. He owns the team Canada. Um, mark for most assists with thirteen. He passed Yammer Yager for most points by a player eighteen or younger. He passed Jordan Eberly with most goals, uh, and in World Junior history or whatever for Team Canada. Fifteen. Fifteen. I think he's got like sixteen now. Probably. Then, I don't know. And then he scores a fucking filthy overtime goal to send Canada to the to the semifinals. Holy shit, this kid goes. It wasn't like the end of his shift, too. Like he was out there for solid 50 seconds, I think, at that point. And he goes and he just walks every single person for a nice little toe drag, then backhand drag tuck into the net to win it. Like, yeah. This kid's fucking unreal. Like, it's oh, not even did you fair. See, did you see what it, what he said no. about it? He's like, Oh, I had to do something because my shot wasn't gonna go in. Because the goal, that kid was fucking standing on his head. Oh, yeah. What was, like, 58 shots or something? Yeah, he had, like, 57 saves or some shit. Like, in his his tournament stats, This his name is uh, Adam Gagan or Gagin. Um, he's committed to University of Minnesota Duluth. He was playing in the USHL and, like, the NAHL, like, last – or this season, actually – he, I read about it. He was like a third string, like last minute call up. Ends up like getting to play, and he put up a nine three six and two point four goals against average at the tournament in four games. And like they, I mean, he obviously didn't have the support, but like he put like Canada on the brink in the fucking in yeah. overtime, man. Like he, what needed to happen to beat him was an amazing fucking goal by Bedard. Like this kid was dialed in, and I'm sure he's. Like he's past his draft year. I don't know if he would technically be able to be drafted this season, but I think he might just be like on everybody's free agency, like kind of radar now. But that's um, pretty fucking. That's pretty awesome for him. Yeah. Did you see? I think his name. Um, I can't find his first name. His last name's Millick. Mm-hmm. Um, on Team Canada. They're asking about Bedard's overtime winner, and he goes, "It's like just watching a kid press random buttons on NHL and just doing amazing things, <laughs> just just tapping that LB or that L one, and just going stick, 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 oh left, right, left, right, left, right. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. And it's just it's just feels good, crazy. Everybody that it's like, not one single person has said, ah, the hype isn't really living up to it. You know, it's it's just it's all hype. He's playing it, whatever. It's like." Every NHL expert is saying he's ready to make the jump. You have players, right. every single player on this team Canada with him is saying this kid is doing stuff that I didn't even think is possible out there. Shane Wright just cannot stop talking about how quick his release is and how good of a shot this kid has. It's it's like he says it's one of the best shots he's ever seen. Like it's it's just it's insane what this kid is doing already. And and I don't know. I'm like, I want him so bad, so yeah. bad to be a Blackhawk. But regardless yeah. who he ends up with, it's going to be fucking fun watching this kid play. It's like the same thing. It's like McDavid. It is so yeah. much fun watching McDavid play and the thing to see McDavid do his thing. 
it's just the next next version of that. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna the the league is gonna be insane having him and McDavid because like when Crosby came in and it was like him and Novechkin, and then like ten years later, like we get McDavid, who's like kind of like more of a Crosby type player. It's like oh man, like I hope we don't have to wait every ten years. Like nope, we don't. This kid's already here. Like it's it's gonna happen. <laughs> so we're gonna have like. Crosby, McDavid, and Bedard all like in the league at the same time, which will probably be like the most crazy time to like watch hockey. Is this and it's crazy? It's like, is this gonna be more of what's what we're going to be seeing going forward? Or is it just he's legitimately this this much better than players and I'm sure I'm sure the kids are just gonna keep getting better and better. Like you like what do you do? You just emulate your game off of like the best players in the world. And as the players get the best players in the world get better and they have more exposure on like how they got as good, like kids are gonna be like, I want to be just like that. I need to do that or more or more. And it's you're just gonna it's gonna be insane the skill that like people are gonna have. Because it's like you even look at like Fantilli like he's he he's not really doing great like in the, in the juniors, but he's doing amazing at the college level. And it's like, it's like, yeah, he might not be Bedard level, but he's still doing crazy things. Like he is still mm-hmm. so good. And it's just, God, it's just, it's so exciting. Like if you're not, a, if you're not a hockey fan yet, now's the time to get into it. Like if you've had any interest in, in following the game, now is the time to get into it because I think this is the best the game has ever been. And it's, and it's just getting better going on. It's gonna be exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> can you um, imagine Kaner gets traded, gets re-signed over the summer just so he can play with Bedard on the same on the first line. Yeah, and you guys are all going fucking crazy with your theories about the Brinkett coming back too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so rebuild, huh? One year. <laughs> That's all we needed. It's all we needed, man. Gorchinski up here, Del Mastro up here, Nolan. Yeah, sure. Why not? Nolan uh, Allen. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah. So- oh, I was gonna say too when we're talking about Bedard. There was a in one of the games where they smoked the other team. Korczynski ended up scoring, and it was assist from Bedard. And I was like, "Ooh, I can get used to a little uh, Bedard Korczynski on the power play." Oh yeah. Or maybe Korczynski to Bedard. Like that's cool. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I was just gonna go over real quick the stats, like talking about prospects the Hawks actually have in our system, not who we're hoping to have. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's not impressive when you compare it to what Bedard's doing, but considering right. what Bedard's Wait. doing is so out of this world, um, these are still good numbers. I mean, also the fact that like the second most points in the, in the world juniors right now is like seven Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he has like 19. So yeah, it's insane. But yeah, Nolan Allen has one goal, one assist for two points. Uh, Del Mastro. Has two assists. Korchinski has a goal and three assists. Colton Dock, um, zero goals, two assists. But he actually broke his shoulder. Yeah, messed up his shoulder in the last round robin game. He um is out for the remainder of the tournament. And that's just it's unfortunate because it's just following his brother's footsteps there, like which it's just fucking sucks. Like with the yeah that those two have. A little like just nothing kind of play and it's like oh he's hurt and it sucks too like listen to the, watching the clip of him getting hurt and him going to the bench you could hear him screaming in pain like 
it was like, fuck, like that is not a good sign at all. And it's like, you feel for the kid. Um, and then there's one other Blackhawk in this tournament. He is the captain for team Sweden. Yeah. Sternbjorg. Um, Glad you said it. Stern, I had, Sternborg. I had no, that, that little random J in the middle of the name there was throwing me off. I didn't know what to do with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's got Sternbjorg. He's got one goal, one assist for two points. And I think his one goal, wasn't it the one that sent them to the semifinals? It was a shorty that sent him to the semifinals. So I, it's like, that's another guy like I didn't even know about until it was like, oh yeah, the Blackhawks have him going to the world juniors this year. And I was like, oh shit. And then he's fucking captain. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> right. He's captain. He's playing shorthanded minutes in overtime and scores a fucking goal. And I was just like, oh, this just, it just makes me think of like Marcus, like Kruger 2.0. Like, oh yeah. The guy's doing guys on the, on the penalty kill and then ends up like just doing so good that he creates himself a scoring chance and then buries it. Like, all right. Yes. That's fine with me. Definitely excited. And what was the semifinals are tonight, AKA like when this is posted, it's. Oh yeah. 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 It's like today. Today, the day. Yeah, Team USA versus Canada, which I'm a little bummed out. I was hoping that would be an opportunity to be the the gold cup or the gold cup, the gold medal game. Yeah. Um, and then it's what Sweden and Slovakia or no Czechnia. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I didn't have it up. I just I just paid attention to the USA and Canada. Yeah, Which is at like six thirty Eastern, and I think the other one's maybe three thirty Eastern. Then, like three hours before, and then the gold medal game is what Friday. Sure, that I don't know, but yeah. So that is pretty much all I got for Hawks related news. You got anything? Kyle Davidson had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That was so fucking your delivery on that was just so fucking funny. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, congratulations. <laughs> You're a dad. That, use that dad train to uh stronghold some some big return halls at the trade line. Yeah, some good deals. Um, I have two things written down for NHL talk. First one, okay. I'm I'm gonna go with the the easy one, quick talk, real quick. Winter classic happened on Monday. It was an awesome game. Um, good venue. I like the background that they had of the of the green monster in the background, but they're showing yeah. views from seats, and it's just baseball stadiums just suck for this type of this type of game because it's like you, football's it's perfect because you put it right in the middle, and everybody around you can see it's good. I baseball, mean, basketball is even more perfect. <laughs> it's yeah. like some. I mean, it's inside though, <laughs> but. Yeah, that's why it's like I, I I'm glad I went to the the Notre Dame one and not the uh, I always still wish I went to the Wrigley Field one, but I think going to Notre Dame I was able to see a lot better than you would at a baseball stadium. But they also announced depending on where you sit. Yeah, they also announced next year's Winter Classic will take place in Seattle and it will be the Seattle Kraken versus the Vegas Golden Knights, two franchises that have waited so long to get well something. deserved. Yeah, it's about time that this team these teams get recognition and acknowledgement and something special for their fans because you know it's just been so long that these two teams haven't had anything but 
Um, I'm super pumped about that one. I really hope that we get a cool um, Seattle Metropolitan jersey from or yeah. inspired jersey at least. It'll be interesting because, like you said, I said before, it's like all the jerseys for the classic are based on the history of the team, and it's not a lot of history There's for no Vegas. History. So, yeah, Vegas is gonna have something fucking ugly that like go in the dark. Also, and... kind of be cool at the same time. And like... I hate, I hate that I like the reverse retro, like whole go in the dark thing. Like I know it's so corny and shit, but I like, I like the look of the jersey, like the black Whoa. and everything. That's cool. The glow in the dark thing is so corny about it, but it's Vegas. It's yeah. Vegas. It's Vegas. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be really cool though. I, I'm glad that they're doing that. But like, yes, we get it. You want this to be a rivalry, like cool. <laughs> understand. Should have made a Vancouver versus uh if they really want the rivalry. And you know what? Who's probably pissed about that they're not in it? JT Miller. He's probably mm. Timothy Timothy. Timothy Miller. I don't know what happened to him over the holiday break, but he is just pissing yeah. everybody off. Or he's oh, must have got some coal in his stocking because fuck, bud. Holy He is shit. not having a good time. Between yelling at Delia to get off the fucking ice and slashing his stick against the back of the net to try to Quinn Hughes to fucking pull up a little bit further in the fucking offensive zone face off. Slamming his stick on the ice again. Um, and then the quote of the year from him is, I like to say my lack of production is a compliment to me not cheating the game and playing the right way. What, what does that even mean? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Do you think that cheaters score? <laughs> like, what? Do you think Connor McDavid's out there cheating be- with skill? Like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, Connor McDavid tr- practices too much, and he works on his speed and his hands and everything. I just don't understand what has happened to this guy. Like, I do not remember this guy being a head case like this. I mean, look, you go back and look at the stats. Like, he gets traded from Tampa. Tampa ends up winning two more, two silly cups, that, <laughs> like, right afterwards. He plays pretty decently in Vancouver, albeit throughout the pandemic. Has a great season last year, but Vancouver just misses the playoffs. Probably pretty hyped for the beginning of this year. Out a new deal, like was a lot of trade talk, like possibly happening. Signed into seven year by eight million dollars, and then Vancouver goes on to set a record of like most games in a row of like losing when having a lead. Oh yeah, blowing and just two, probably two like the yeah. most frustrating fucking season that like you can possibly have. Like I can understand why he's pissed, but like fuck by like everybody is looking at you as part of the issue and not part of the solution you're throwing a fucking fit in the middle of a game it's not even like in the locker room around the bench you're on the fucking ice what are you doing yeah Yeah, i don't know it's just maybe he's just had it and guess what you got seven more years of vancouver hockey baby Oh, yeah, Noli was the one that sent it. It's, like, from Puck Empire. Uh, JT Miller has developed a reputation on the Canucks for being a prick. This guy has a fake account, no? I don't know. Like, his deal doesn't start till next year, so seven, seven years 
He's no. the only one that's on the team right now for 27, 28. <laughs> I mean, the same, the uh, same thing too. Then it's like, you got Bo Horvat who they can't come to an agreement with on a, a contract with captain has the respect of the team and, and there's a big locker room guy there. And now he's going to probably be gone. You're going to be stuck with this. So, you know, he's probably sitting there laughing like, huh, you picked that over me. And it's like, you were saying too early. It's like, yeah, but it's like on paper, you look at the point production that JT Miller was putting up last year. Yeah. You give him the contract. And it's like, you also though got to take into account. <laughs> if you're a locker room cancer, man, you like, no one's going to play. It doesn't matter how many points you put up. No one's going to fucking play with you. If you are slamming your stick at people and yelling at people during the play, like, there's yelling and then there's fucking yelling and this guy is fucking yelling. Yeah. I'm wondering like like Bo Horvath gets out, like are they still trying to move Brock Besser? Like does Elias Patterson even be like, yeah, I'll stay? <laughs> He's the only one that they said they're not going to move. Yeah, I guess. They said everybody, mean, everybody. He's an RFA at the end of his deal too. Yeah, they said everybody on the team is up for grabs except for Patterson. Although they yeah. said Quinn Hughes would also have to take a massive offer to to grab him, but oh, you know what I was thinking? I would like to do, and I mean, it's just in my brain. Um, just trade Seth Jones for Oliver Ekman Larson, <laughs> mainly just because his deal ends much sooner. <laughs> oh yeah, no. is it what three and it, years or something? He goes until twenty six, twenty seven, but. He's, it's just, yeah, it's just getting out of that deal sooner. And like, technically, like, Vancouver would probably, could probably use a right handed defenseman to play alongside of Quinn Hughes. Would you take, I mean, Quinn Hughes and Seth Jones would be pretty fucking sick. Like, I don't know who's playing defense, but it's not bad. Would you take uh, JT Miller for Seth Jones? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. JT Miller may be a dick, but he's fucking good. <laughs> like, oh, his he's, he was a point year. shy of 100 last year. Like, he's fucking good. Oh, it's just, I'm his deal doesn't kick what? until next year. Yeah. Oh, so he's got eight more years. Did he sign an eight or seven? Seven. No, seven. Seven. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was a seven or eight year deal he signed. Oh, God. I was going to say, fuck. You had nine more years of this shit. <laughs> I would trade. I would trade Seth Jones straight up for JT Miller. I'm fine with that. I don't care if he's a prick. He's fucking good. <laughs> what is he? Yes. He, yeah. Yeah, he's good. His, his numbers are kind of down. Yeah, this season. His yeah. numbers were up last season. His numbers were up the last, like, three seasons. And what he made had, you get any better on his last year? His last year in Tampa, he had 47 points in 75 games. And then he put up 72 and 69, 46 and 53, and 99 and 80. And you think it get better on this this team? Absolutely not. <laughs> but he's But he's cheaper. <laughs> Save a million and a half to get set yeah. you off. Maybe what for the same contract line too, though, right? Essentially. Uh yes, because of the seven year. Yeah, because Seth Jones kicked in this year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't mean, I just I don't 
in his here in his four years or his fourth he's in his fourth season right now but he's got 247 points in 238 games in vancouver it's good shit at solid point production plus he's a plus six 167 penalty minutes i don't think you want him to think that he can berate uh Bedard, the way he does Quinn Hughes and Delia, though. Oh, yeah. Plus, he fucking hits, man. He's got 465 hits in those games. Jesus. Justin Vancouver. Yeah, he fucking hits. He blocks shots. He fucking scores goals. Like, he's he's an all-around good player. Just a fucking idiot prick. <laughs> yeah, he's just, I, I think he's just fucking pissed off that Vancouver sucks. Like, I don't know. I I kind of agree. I just don't agree with the way that he's like displaying his emotions. No, that, no, I 100% agree with that. I just said, like I said, though, it's like you don't fucking do it in the middle of the game during a shift. <laughs> yeah. Fucking wait, get to the bench or go to the locker room. Like, holy shit, bud. Calm yourself down. God. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, who scored for Tampa? Oh, uh, Patty Maroon. Damn it. Unless they scored another one. No, it's 1-1. One, one. Like, there's plenty of time. I was hoping it's that... Like, you... Hawks will also like, end up giving up a goal within the last two minutes of the second period. Anyway. They're out shooting Tampa right now 11-5. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, Brian Elliott is playing. Cool. Yeah, Second time Brian I got Elliott that right this year. Let's go. If you guys read Vancouver. my Hockey Buzz articles, you notice that when I pick... Uh, projected starters i am 99% wrong so i'm very excited that i'm now 98% wrong vancouver is not even doing like as bad as they started this season because they are really only 7 points out of a playoff spot right well, now that's what it like the like positive ton. the thing that goes for them is like they're in the pacific division they yes exactly like, like i said with with fucking calgary they're like, like two, must, two good must weeks. Must be nice. They're like two good weeks of <laughs> hockey away from being a playoff position. <laughs> oh my god, they are. It's crazy. Seattle was just in second place like two weeks ago. Now they're in the first wild card spot. Um, they also have Edmonton is in hand. I didn't realize Edmonton was so far down. How funny would it be Shit. if Edmonton and St. Louis finished third and fourth? From the wild card, so they've missed the playoffs and have no chance of getting first. Except for, I mean, I think Edmonton will end up making the playoffs because Connor McDavid's like, okay, I am already doing so much. I guess I can do more. Well, yeah, and try like, coach back from his. Let him play defense too. <laughs> Fuck. I thought you were gonna say something else about Edmonton, and I'm like, that's not gonna be funny. I'm not gonna say it because I'm not gonna put it out in the universe. It's not fucking happening, and I. Oh, for them to get first. Yeah. Uh... They would still not win. <laughs> like, yeah, Bedard, Dreisaitl, and McDavid. Hey, we need a goal. Okay, the three of them out there. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but fuck for whatever all reason, off. they wouldn't be able to buy a save. Like <laughs> that's what it's like. I think Edmonton is where goalies go to die. It, like I yeah. don't. Jack Campbell. Can you imagine the the cap hit on that team for four players in like four years from now, with McDavid, Drysidle, Darnell Nurse, and Connor Bedard, probably making sixty million. <laughs> the did, you see, 
Did you see <clears throat> Matthews's camp is is looking at for his extension? Oh no. Eight years, fifteen million per. Nice. Nice. They're still not gonna win a fucking first round. How the f- like was the cap going up twenty million or something? Like we're just like how the hell does he think he's gonna get unless he's doing that because he wants to leave hey, Toronto? Okay, listen to me now. <laughs> Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, <laughs> Connor Bedard. <laughs> Just uh, can you imagine the Hawks drafting Bedard and then is he a free agent this year or next year? Matthews. Next year. Next year. Okay. His, his next year is his last season. So he'll get to watch a year of UFA. Bedard. He'll get to watch a year of Bedard and Kane just tearing it up together. And he'll be like, yeah. I want in on that. And then he goes and he signs for a fucking discount because he's like, the idea of playing with Kane. No, no, no. That's, not, that's so, not how it is. No, no, no. Because Kane signs. This is how it is. Kane signs a three year deal so that when Bedard's deal is done, he can take the, the Patrick Kane deal of like 10 million. I mean, probably closer to like 14. Yeah. And and then Kaner's like, I'm just in it to set records. I'll sign a million each yeah. year until I get it. Just the Joe good, Thornton good old Thornton, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Austin Matthews is just like, hey, guys, can I join in? And you're like, wow, what a team. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man. I just McDavid, it's, I honestly like, up and is like, like we, we, always, out we always talk about like, we just talk about Patty Kane like re-signing, but like Jonathan Davis, I mean, I know he wants to go in, but like it, like also like could you see him wanting to re-sign and be on a team with like a Connor Bedard as well? I think that there is a like I, I, I truly believe that they want to be here. Yeah. And I he's think- been more vocal about not wanting to go through a rebuild, but I feel like now that they've been I've, doing it and yeah, he kind of sees where it might be going that he might be like i'd prefer to just stay home in chicago and play for that team and like possibly win another cup in like four to five years as i'm like on the exit and go out with a cup in chicago yeah i That's feel sick. like the the taze was vocal because it felt like at a time it was like kyle davison just came in the power really and then all of a sudden boom 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 things are happening and i don't think he got the full like conversation here's the roadmap this is the game plan and i think that's where he kind of got frustrated and vocal about it but like you said i think maybe now that the plan is laid out it's like you don't see him talking about like oh yeah this is frustrating all this kind of stuff he's like if he's talking about frustration, it's just, yeah, because it sucks losing any competitive person yeah. in the world's not going to like winning regardless. But there's like, I think he in Kane, it is so funny hearing you gulp. I can hear like the water moving in your mouth. Oh, it's so funny. I'm a, I'm a thirsty boy. <laughs> uh, but no, I think, I think Kane and Taves understand more. And I think deep down, they don't want to leave this organization. And I think really, if they, it was up to them, they wouldn't even get traded. I think being yeah. a lifetime Hawk, means a lot more than people give credit to. And and I think, I mean, because it's like, when you look at the greats in Blackhawk history, they're all lifetime haunts. Like, Sam Ikeda, like, Sam Ikeda is like, the, like, he is the peak, the point, 
and of like what it means to be a Chicago Blackhawk. Like he is the point leader. He was the the person he was on the ice and off the ice and everything that he represented was Blackhawk hockey. And mm-hmm. these guys hold, hold that to heart and they, they want to be like that, especially when you're that good of a player in Taze and Kane. It's like, you want to get that to that level too. And you want to be, I mean, they're going to be remembered at that level, but it's like, it's just, I'm sure like early on in their career, they got to be around him a bit too. Yeah. Like that's when they were like really bringing like the older, older like guys back. Yeah. That first like, thing being like, Hey, like these are the, these are like the, like the older greats. And like, now this team is coming up and becoming like really fucking good. Like these are the guys that like, you're going to be seeing with them. Like, so it's something that they got to kind of grow into. And then now it's like their names are already up there with them. Yeah. But who knows? I think at the end of the day, I think it's better for them to, to waive their no trade clause. Mm-hmm. It, it's and help the franchise out more. It's like, it's like, I don't even know that. It's like, are you, is it really going to help the franchise if they waive their no trade clause? Because you're pretty much, it's a gamble. I mean, regardless of what, you, what pick you get first round, second round, third round, it's like, it's a gamble. There's no guarantee that what you're getting from those guys for those guys is going to turn into to what you you're hoping it's going to turn into. And it's like, is that worth losing the experience and the leadership and the mentor power that those two guys have? It's like, yeah. what, as I go back and forth, also, if it's good or bad to trade them. Well, it's also for them too. Like, is it worth it to like spend like the last couple months of a season, hopefully being on a team that makes it deep into the playoffs, like, and being away from home and then going through, like all of free agency and like hoping the Hawks knock on the door. Like, even if that's the case, like there's no guaranteeing that like the Hawks are going to be like, yeah, we want you back. Yeah. <laughs> true. I, I mean, really hope that's the case. Like if, if like, I guess that's just us as like fans being like, if we can possibly trade them, get assets and sign them again is like the most perfect thing that can happen in the world. Oh yeah. But like there's a, absolutely zero guarantee of that happening i just i i don't i know it's talked about in a group text a lot about that but it's like and i don't say anything because everybody says i'm the downer but it's like i kind of feel like if, if they're gone if they move on i don't think they're coming back i think that if they get traded kyle davidson is going with a full-blown rebuild next generation new talent let's bring it up and all this kind of stuff let's develop new players and then go on from there I don't see him being eager to jump at Kane and Taves coming back. And I don't, I, I, I can't justify my feelings for that. Like with the next, like any examples of like what he said in the past or, or do this, it's just one of those feelings with the way he's kind of moved players around. It's just, I don't know if I, I just, I don't, I just can't see it. Like, I don't feel as confident about it as you guys, I guess I should say like, I, yeah. And I can, and I can honestly, I could see Kane going to New York for the rest of this year, and then signing in Buffalo. Yeah, that's true. Like, Buffalo's right on that team. It's like they might just be a, a couple players and a solid goalie away from being a legitimate team. And you think Kane's not going to bring that to his team? And the idea of going home and and bringing that team that's struggled for so many years, 
back to legitimacy. Yeah. With like 17 years at this point. Yeah, it's like it's like we talk about like as like you said, it's perfect situation as fans, like, oh, they're gonna come right back kind of thing. But it's like you gotta remember though, they're not Chicago kids. They've grew up and they become came men in Chicago, but at the end of the day, being from Buffalo, A's is Winnipeg. Same thing with the Brinkett. I see if there's an opportunity, Stevie Eiserman offers to Brinkett something, or, or there's a trade if her to Brinkett to go to Detroit. Yeah, he's gonna fucking jump at that because he grew up yeah, a Detroit yeah. Red Wings fan. Like it's just it, there's so much more to it than just what the Hawk fan wants, kind of thing. The Brinkett coming back is so much less likely than like Kaner coming back though, because like if you spend what the last 15 years in the Hawks uniform, you've grown a family here, like right, you've yeah. got so many roots and like you've set records and you could possibly be the all-time franchise leader in points. Like there's so much. Uh, that attracts you to like wanting to do like stay for that um versus like to bring kid who's like i liked playing with king <laughs> yeah exactly like that's and i could and that's why it's like i can see the argument for them coming back and wanting to come back but it's just it's like bigger picture you got it's like you got to look at the bigger picture you can't just look at this the, it's like the, the blackhawk fandom here there's the camera there the blackhawk fandom yeah. versus everything else in the world and everything that involves the certain player and it's like i mean i can see arguments for both sides and that's why it's just it sucks it really sucks because i want mm-hmm. these guys to retire as blackhawks but it's like yeah it's and it's I cool mean, because you don't see that anymore you don't see players spending entire careers with one franchise it's very rare at this point i mean yeah i mean we're getting a good haul of it right now with like stamkos crosby ovechkin and all that kind of stuff but it's like malkin but it's not common. Yeah, I mean, if the team was more relevant, like they would clearly be here, but that's not yeah. the case. And you know, just to wrap up what we were talking about, JT Miller, man, <laughs> he's been <laughs> losing it on the ice there. <laughs> Why is it we got to play some of the best Blackhawk talk in NHL? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. It, it it just tangents off so much. But I was like, what were we talking about? I was like, yeah, JT Miller. <laughs> like that's right. It's funny stuff. Oh, but. All right, you got anything else? Uh, you know, I don't think so. All right, episode two of seven. Congratulations, Steven Stamkos on five hundred goals. <laughs> is it still two or one one? Still one one. Okay. Um. All right. So episode two. Oh, of- Jacob. Jacob Vrana. Jacob Vrana on waivers. <laughs> yeah, Vrana on waivers. Oh, Pavelski signed. Maybe. Another contract. Oh, Pavelski. Yep. Yeah. Point five with like two million in signing in. In bonuses, if he plays ten and thirty games. Oh, Ovechkin scored another hat trick the other day, so he's yep. at you know six now, I think. Yeah. So actually, I wanted to bring that up because I think if he does not score another goal for the entire season, <laughs> he has the opportunity next year to not only set the like the all time goal record. But he could set the most goals in a season record in the exact same fucking game. Isn't that insane? Same I mean, fight. it's not going to happen, clearly. So the all-time um, goal record of whatever, 894, 94. is that what it is? Um, And the uh, single-season goal record of 92. So he could literally break both records in one game if he were to not oh, score okay. another goal right now. Saying. I see what you're saying. 
So, oh. Like his, he would he would be hitting like eight ninety five at goal number like ninety eighty nine or something like that. <laughs> if he had it on the season, I just thought that was a really interesting thing. I'm never gonna happen, but it'd be fucking awesome. Oh, absolutely not! But that'd be fucking crazy cool. Can you randomly two insane records in one game? If there was, if you find out there was collusion among the NHL goalies to help Ovech and get it, would you care? Yeah, you would care. <laughs> he's not Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't give yeah. a shit. I think all the Canadians, all the Canadians are gonna really hate it. They already, there's plenty of Canadians that already hate the fact that like he's got a chance of breaking it and he's not Canadian. That yeah, the Russian. Ukrainian Canadian Parliament or whatever is trying to get Toronto or Canada to to ban his visa. Not let Ovechkin play in Canada. That's fucking ridiculous. I mean. I understand what they're saying and, and the reasoning, but it's like at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't want to get political here. I don't want to talk about that kind of shit, but it's, it's stupid, man. Yes, it is. But you know yes, what? Fine. You know what? Ban him from coming Canadian games. So it's going to make it even sweeter when he goes and he still breaks the record because you wouldn't allow him in your stupid country, Canada. Fuck you, Canada. Nerds. Um, all right episode 207 tanner what do you want to call it oh god um i don't know fuck fuck me (laughs) i don't i don't know uh new year same team milestone mania (laughs) yeah all right so why not Episode 207. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. That's the other one that you do that on. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube. I already said that. Social media at WCB Podcast. And, yeah, we will see you on the next one. All right. Love, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.